This is the Better Life, Better Work Show, and I'm your host, Allison Crow. I'm a life and self-leadership coach for authentic and ambitious small business owners and professionals. I show up here in your ears as a transparent leader doing the same inner and outer work that you are. I'm here to remind you that you're probably a gardener and not a machine and that soft, sustainable and soulful success is actually available to you on your own terms. Emotional presence and wellness are also available to you as someone who juggles both an amazing business and a beautiful life. I'm here to remind you that more is not better, better is better. Hey, this is Allison Crow. Welcome to the Better Life, Better Work show. And this is episode number 171. I'm recording live on Facebook. And definitely it's been a while since I've recorded an official podcast. I've done some I've done some driving in the car updates. And honestly, I feel wobbly and out of practice. And there's a lot going on in the world. And there's a lot going on in my life. And there's a lot going on in my family. And there's a lot going on when I talk to my clients. There is so much going on. Good, disruptive, personal, professional. And so I'm calling it wonky times. And today's podcast episode is... as all of mine are, perfectly imperfect. Um, I'm, I'm getting back on the bike and just, look, can you hear my chair squeaking? Yeah, <laughs> um, Elise will love that. Perfectly imperfect and just being willing to move forward and get back into my podcast and then to live streaming, just as we are. So with that, today what I want to share with you is um, a concept that I'm chewing like a cow, chewing on her cud. I'm marinating in standard operating, uh, standard operating procedures for wonky times. And there's a woman named Briar Harvey, and I'll end up having her on the show soon. And on the 23rd and 24th, I went to an event with Megan Hale called Feel Good Money Live. And Briar Harvey was one of the speakers there. And she was talking about accessibility and neurodiverse brains and and creating an accessible business for neurodiverse brains. Well, some of you may know, I have not done a podcast about it yet, but I was formally diagnosed with ADHD on March 1st or March 3rd. And I I, I was assessed on March 1st and got the diagnosis on March 3rd. And my my world has opened up with so much understanding that I did not know or understand. And then Briar walks into my life and even more, and I have not had time to quite reconnect with her or consume any of the data she shares. And so really, I'm just developing some ideas and concepts based on my own personal experience and what's helping. So... The first thing at um, what I what I took away from Briar in that first workshop, and when I think of standard operating procedures, right? There's like the businessy side, but I automatically everything businessy also fits for lifey stuff for me. 
So for me, the businessy stuff, and I told my clients about this, I have Amber, who is on my team. She's been on my team a couple of years. I love her. She does an amazing job. And I am learning how to be a boss and how to be the leader of this tiny little company. And I am re- not religiously because I'm not religious, but I have I'm working to overcome my hyper-independence. And recently we had Camp Cultivate and there's a lot of prep and it's a new place. And Amber did 99% of it and especially all the tactical stuff. And yet, because I was paying for it, because my name is on it, I would wake up at one o'clock in the morning thinking about things. And I felt like I was, Amber never accused me this, but I, I was like, my need to know feels like micromanaging. And what I learned in listening to Breyer's talk about how to support your employees or your clients, the first thing I learned was how to support myself. I didn't realize that I needed accommodations. (laughs) And so one of the accommodations I needed and I spoke with Amber about was that my brain really doesn't do open loops. And I noticed... um, I don't do ghosting. I don't do, like, if somebody texts me and I'm not able to text back, I may say, I'm not able to text back. I'll call you when I'm out of the weeds, right? Or more later, right? I see this more later. I close the loop. I close loops. But a lot of people don't close loops and they're fine with it. But I tend to have um, a lot of parts, a lot of thinking and rejection sensitive parts that go off. Y'all, the th- I mean, my thinking parts, and I'm doing a great job, and many of my clients are leading our thinking parts, but I realize one of the things that helps me is being able to close loops, and so in my business, when I delegate tasks to Amber and she takes care of them, I know she's getting them done, but obviously, they don't get always done just like that, and so I would wake up like at one o'clock in the morning, sit right up in bed, which is not normal for me, and I would... um. I would think, is that done? And so I realized one of the things I need to do is have um, an end of day update with Amber on the status of various projects, even if they're not completed, right? Like she'd let me know when things are completed, but I need to, my brain will rest better. I won't carry as heavy a load if I get an end of the day status update. Right. Um, And so I let her know as a part of her standard, however, she does her standard operating procedures in the middle of a task and at the end of a task, let Allison know, even if it seems trivial. Number two. So that was the first place. And here's where it's come now. Camp was wonderful, intense, the best ever, glorious. I have a leadership circle that starts next Tuesday and I came home to needing to rest. And then I have some connection conversations about whether or not this leadership circle is right aligned. And my parents are doing some downsizing and I have lots of brothers and sisters. Many of you know that my dad had a stroke at the beginning of April while I was at at an event. And so um, I'm obviously here for my family and there are certain things that I'm good at and certain things that other siblings are good at. And right now, some of the things that I'm good at are taking a lot of my time and energy and I'm happy to do it with and for my parents. 
and it's an emotional way. It's a tactical way. And so I realize what's today, Thursday, came back Monday, rested last weekend, and I realized like there is an intense schedule going on. And I'm not talking busy. I'm talking thick, right? I don't do busy anymore, but there is thick. I have clients that are doing their business lives and then they have things going on with their kids and their families. It can get thick and wonky. And so, you know, we can create habits and habits are rituals that happen generally every day. And what I'm asking us to all consider is what are our standard operating, like standard operating procedures aren't about what we do every day. They're about how we operate and what procedures do we use under certain circumstances. And so to put that in a life perspective, what are, like, we all know that exercise, moving your body, and all these other things, like all those regular habits. I love those regular habits. And I'm telling you, when you're helping your parents downsize and you're viewing properties and you're selling houses and you're managing healthcare, which my sister does a lot of, um, and you're helping dad get to doctor's visits with my other brothers and sisters do, and you're also running a business and you're enrolling clients and you're dealing with two sick dogs with cancer and you have a pool being installed in your backyard and you're managing contractors and all these things. It's both good and hard and scary and there's lots involved. It's thick. It's unusual circumstances. And for some reason, which is perfectly normal, all these things are happening at once, which is okay. Maybe it's happening at once to you. Hello, I see you. I'm here for you. You are not alone. This is the other thing. When I talk to people behind the scenes, nobody wants to gripe and nobody wants to complain and everybody wants life to be wonderful. And it's a combination of both and. And I had a beautiful conversation with my friend Kay this week at six o'clock in the morning because I was up at 4.15. I'm never up at 4.15, but apparently this is my new normal. And so I adjusted one of my standard operating procedures. When I am up like that, instead of going to the couch and falling back asleep with the morning news on, then Good Morning America, I skip the living room and the TV and the news and I come here into my office and I piddle and I write and I create. Or It doesn't have to be productive, but I just have a little nourishing soul time in here. And the other day I called my friend, Kay. We hadn't been able to connect in a while, and I was sharing some more of the details with her, and she just acknowledged, she was like, all the last Camp Starheart themes over the last few years, I don't remember the order, but becoming both and woman of range. This year, the theme for camp was the whole thing changed to Camp Cultivate. And my sweet mama said something to me. We've had a lot of conversations and a lot of FaceTimes more in the last month than I have in years about some really intense, beautiful, but hard things. And my mama said, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of everything you've created. And I'm so proud of your business. And I'm so proud of who you are. And, you know, a lot of the things that she sees on social media. And I said, Mom, I'm going to tell you what I'm proud of. I'm proud of becoming a woman of range. And I'm proud of 
learning how to lead my inner trembling parts without shoving them down. And I'm learning how to, I'm proud of learning how to regulate my nervous system and recognizing it's not all mindset. That's so much of my, I used to be a hothead, a rager. Obviously, I would get really emotional about some things because I hadn't processed or my traumas. And I'm really proud of the woman I've become from the inside out. I certainly have frayed edges. Please know I have frayed edges. I, I don't ever not want to have frayed edges. And so it was sweet last night. One of my clients, I had posted something about, um, I had posted something. Oh, I might have deleted it. I posted something about standard operating procedures in wonky times. And um, she's going, my client is going through wonky times too. And she was like, I need to create some of these. And I said, and we'll have a session with her about wonky times, but I want to share with you what literally I told her. Because you may think that standard operating procedures for wonky times looks a certain way. And I need to tell you what it really looks like. Take everything that is not urgent and not important and put it on hold. I have sent messages to a couple of my girlfriends and said, I am in the thick right now. I told a girlfriend, um, I was like, I don't know if we're going to be able to hang out on Saturday. And if we do, I have no brain capacity. So I can't have deep conversations. And I can't promise that I'll want to be out by my pool if I even can. I've texted other friends and just said, the first thing to go is my social girlfriends. And when I get my capacity back, I'm not leaving you. But when I get my capacity back, I'll be back. Now, those girlfriends are priority, but right now they're not urgent. (laughs) Helping my parents get their household, which it is, and helping my parents um, transition is the most important thing this season. Me taking care of myself so I can take care of them. And then my work and my husband and my dogs. So I wrote, (laughs) slow, 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 lots and lots of fucking pauses. I can't tell you how many pauses are a part of my week. um, One of my standard operating procedures right now, it's so tempting like because my schedule is a little bit more full to squeeze something in or to put on a call at a time on my calendar when I don't do calls. Like I have a habit and a routine that I don't do coaching calls before 10 a.m. And so to do something at 9.30 is so tempting And I have to pause to really check. So, no, I don't do that. And I also don't do back-to-back calls. That means there is space. I noticed yesterday, I was like, oh, here's the radar detector for how I'm going too fast. So, yesterday, I toured a couple of um, senior places from my parents, like previewed them for them. I was away from the house. I was away from work. I was drinking a lot of water. The allergies are crazy in Austin, Texas. And there were so many times I had to stop and pee. And, but, and I was, even though I was going slow, everything in my system was, you know, there's a charge to it. And when I got home, I had, I had stopped on the way home. I was like, oh, I saw a Taco Bell. I went in to pee and their doors were locked. And I was like, this is not going to work. I'm going to be a grown ass woman. And I literally considered, 
I have leather seats in my car and I literally consider just peeing in my pants to relax and not worry about it. But then I saw a bank and I went across the parking lot and I walked into the bank and just said, I'm a grown ass lady who needs to pee. May I use your restroom? They were horrified at my crass language, but the really, the reality was like in a 30 minute drive, I had to pull over and pee because I was hydrating. So staying hydrated creates its own problem. Both are important. So I realized yesterday I was like, you know, you don't have enough space in your life when you get to the frantic place of peeing. Now, my middle-aged ladies will know that we have to pee more often and it's not quite so easy to hold as it used to be. So it's like, okay, that's a sign for me to slow down even more. The other thing um, I told my client was patience with all your parts going off. So parts are these internal members of your internal psyche family, right? So your inner critic, your inner worrier, your inner anxiety, all the inner voices. Parts can also be body sensations. So I've had really tight hips lately. Um, I've had some body sensations, some physical stuff, and those are parts. So be So supportive and compassionate. Do not coach or teach your parts. Be so compassionate. This is part of what space does as a standard operating procedure. Oh, I see you anxious parts. Um, Patience with the insanity and parts. Figure out what feels most supportive to you. Because if we're in a season that we've never experienced before, listen. I've never experienced downsizing my parents before. They've lived in their home for 53 years. I know it's emotional for them. And it's emotional for all of us kids too. So we have five kids and all their families and my parents and parents' health and doing all this thing that is a part of life. And many of you have done before, but I've never been through it. I don't know what to anticipate. And so even more slow and even more space helps me Move gracefully, peacefully through this process. Mocked in with your hair on fire. Y'all, most of y'all are figuring out, my people are figuring out that shit didn't work. So I told her, cry when you need to. I cried in strangers' arms today at a senior apartment I was touring. I had no idea I would cry. I, at 9.30, walked into a beautiful place. And there were three women of various ages standing right there. And I couldn't help it. My eyes just started tearing up. And before we even said anything, they just opened their arms and hugged me. They got it. They knew. They deal with this all the time. They deal with adult daughters doing some pre-work for their parents. And I got to tell you, it felt so good to let myself just cry. I wasn't a victim. I just had some emotion that came up. And they acknowledged it. And it felt good to be acknowledged instead of shoving that down. I said, um, moment by moment, stay out of the future stories, right? So there we have internal, especially thinking parts that will create tornadoes above our head. Tornadoes of thought is what I call it. And they're very frantic and they're usually future-based. And we've got to slow those down. I can't slow those down, but I can drop beneath those into my belly. One of my standard operating procedures is holding on to my belly right now. Take time away from screens. Oh my God, this is hard for me to do because I notice when I get stressed, I, t- I tend to scroll as a form of stimming. 
and yet it hurts my eyes. So one of my standard operating procedures, y'all, this is so funny. I, my mom gave me this thing back when I had dry eye and it's from Sharper Image and it's ridiculously expensive, but it's a heated eye mask. 10 minutes of heated eye mask heals a lot of wounds. A, you can't see your screen. B, your eyeballs get really moist. And it's like a, just a 10 minute little dark, warm right through your eyeballs. I said, go days without a proper shower. <laughs> now that we have a pool, there will be a lot of pool baths. <laughs> my hair yesterday, yesterday was actually the first day I went completely under the water in my pool. I don't know why. Part of it is like, oh, I don't want to mess up my hair. I don't want to have to wash my hair because washing my hair takes a lot of effort. And yesterday I was like, Allison, you need to float, put down the phone, be in the pool, get under the water, let the water hold all of you, including your hair. And um, I went to bed with my hair in a bun. Um, I went to to bed with my hair in a bun, probably slightly damp from the rainwater. And I thought about jumping in the shower last night, but that took too much effort. And I'm not, y'all, please know, not from this place of woes me, but just like this place of noticing. And I woke up this morning and I was like, my hair is actually kind of soft. And I just brushed it out and I put it in these braids and I feel adorable. And do you know how nice and just whapped on some deodorant? Go days without a proper shower. It's fine. <laughs> and orgasms help relieve pent-up shit. And so my sweet husband rolls over the other night and is like, take off your panties. I'm sure that's probably too much information. But women, as you know, sometimes we get stressed. That is the last thing on our mind. Or we make up these stories about how relaxed we need to be. And so I just remember that sometimes that physical release is a standard operating procedure. I can't tell you what your standard operating procedures are going to be. The, the other one of mine is like creative practice yesterday. I know visually, maybe I'll make this the head of the, the podcast um, or the image on the podcast. Yesterday, this was my creative practice. I literally just make marks, dots. I'm not painting anything, but I have my watercolors and I have five by seven cards. And I there's something for me very physically grounding about taking various colors and putting them on a page. I'm not making art. I'm just making art marks. And that is part of my process. It connects me to my body. It connects me to process without having to create a product. And it soothes me in the spaces between the overstimulation. I can't control the overstimulation. It is just a fact of life in this season that we're going through with our family and with our dogs and then having the pool built. Fortunately, that's done. And the camp, that's done. It's all good. And some of it is intense. And so for you, here's the tip I want to give to you. Take a half hour. I don't want to say just take five minutes. You are so worth more than five minutes, but take a half hour and spend the first 10 minutes disconnecting from the noise. Like there's an acclimation. I've been writing that word acclimation. There's an acclimation to the silent, quiet space inside. I'm not talking about meditation. I'm not talking about perfect peace, but there, it takes a while to like disconnect from the static of the outside world, from the static of social media. To be with the noise in your own brain. No music. Or if you have music, use music that doesn't have words. And consider with pen to paper 
not in a pretty way, but consider what would be really supportive for you. And your brain will say, it'd be really supportive for me to go on vacation or be really supportive for me to check into a rehab so I didn't have to do anything and people could bring me food for 30 days. And those are protective parts. And so ask your parts to give you some space and find the calm, present connection with yourself. I call it self-connection. Not self-healing, not self-therapy, not self-coping, but just self-presence. And listen to the still, small, creative voice inside of you. She'll nurture you. She'll support you. She'll let you know these tiny micro-moves that will help lube up, right? Like if our life is grinding gears at certain times because it just is, Lube helps. So she'll let you know what standing operator, standard operating procedures will help support you. Close mental loops, reset your nervous system. I don't know what they are for you. I shared you some of mine. They're not perfect. They're not habitual. They're just for this season. So I'm sending you so much love. Um, one of the fun things, one of the fun things about this season that has been really intense is that I'm pretty much done with any kind of intentional client selling for the next year. Um, my leadership program is almost full. Solis is ongoing and open. So I don't have to think about client generation. I may m- mention Solis every once in a while. You're welcome to come in. I'm so not attached. Um, I am working on my book. That's the other thing. I'm working on my book, and we I'm determined to publish by September 20th, that week of New Moon. There's a lot going on. Creating space in the middle of a lot doesn't feel possible sometimes, and it is. That's all I got. I love you. If you're listening for the first time, say hi. Um grab my values workbook. That's the other thing. Like I'm going back to values stick, like looking at my values every single day. Where are my values empty? Because values energize us. How do we have the energy? Right? So one of my mental standard operating procedures is I have my values posted on the wall behind me and I double check in with those. And some of them right now are not like they're not urgent. And some of them are. Anyway, I love you. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening to my podcast or watching my lives. Share with a friend that you think might find delicious nurturing in the perfectly imperfect that is the Better Life, Better Work show. Until next week. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and want to dive deeper, come check out the Solely Self-Leadership Society. It's my online coaching membership community, a networking community, a place to belong, and a place where you can be coached by me in life and business. We dive deep into the practices of both being and doing that help us create our unique version of soulful success. It's a special community of small business owners just like you, and it's where I show up and give my clients personal support at an accessible fee. Check it out at www.coachwithallison.com. 
As always, thanks for listening. And I want to give a special shout out to Elise Rich from Wide Awake Recordings for her sound production each week on my episodes, especially the car episodes, and for her music composition for my intro and outro. This show is sponsored by my three dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine, and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adopting when you get your next pet. More is not better. Better is better. 